Hey, it's great to be with you. I'm Tim Jacobs, and he did a wonderful job introducing me. In fact, as he was talking, my watch buzzed, and it's, it's him. And he's like, your message is going to kick butt today. <laughs> and it's like, he's everywhere. Um, but you got to love Dave. And, it's, and I know like he's worried that I, I've got dirt on him or whatever, but you know, whatever dirt he's got, he's probably already shared. I mean, has he told you really the reason why we're doing this from the beginning? Because he called me like six months ago. He goes, hey, man, can we maybe like, maybe I'll preach for you and you can preach for me. And this was a long time ago. And I said, yeah, you know. And he said, well, it's got to be on, on October 28th. I go, well, I mean, that's kind of a long way away. We can move the dates because it's got to be on this day. And I'm, and I'm thinking, why? And he's, he's like, well, this would be so great because I'm from California. In fact, I used to take flying lessons over here at Camarillo Airport many years ago. And I used to drive out from the, from the San Fernando Valley. And so I remember this whole area. And, and um, he's like, you can have a little rest and whatever and come, come to California. But then I realized the reason why it had to be today, right? It's because the 49ers are playing the Cardinals. <laughs> That's why. He doesn't care about me. He just wanted an, an, a nice spiritual reason to go out to Arizona so he could preach and then go watch the 49ers lose to the Cardinals. <laughs> Which that, I mean, if you know anything about the Cardinals, it's not probably going to happen. But who cares about them? Because we got the Dodgers, right? And like last night was a heartbreaker, but we're hanging on, right? Right, you're hanging on, and, and I grew up a Dodgers fan, and, and uh, so um, I'm still, I'm pulling for, for you guys. But anyway, um, this is an amazing opportunity that I get to, sh to be with you today, and it's, it's a real great joy of mine. I really have one, one thought. I'm a simple guy, and I have one thought that I want to drive home to you today, and that is this. Religion minus grace equals captivity. Religion minus grace equals captivity. You know, one of the things they, they teach you if you're like in sales or, you know, you're starting a new business or whatever, they, they talk about the concept of having an elevator speech. You know, and an elevator speech is something where if someone asks you, what, what is your product all about? What do you do for a living? Or what is your idea that you want to pitch? That if you can have a statement that boils down exactly what you think or what you sell or what you're about in the time that it takes for you to go up in an elevator with the person, then you have done your job. And if you can do it without getting into all of this extra stuff or going off on rabbit trails, but, but something that's crystal clear in their mind. So by the time the little ding goes off when you get to the top floor, this other person understands what it is that you're about. And so if someone were to come up to you and say, what is this Christianity thing all about? Or why is Christianity any different from any other religion? Or why should I believe and choose Christianity over all of the other available options? You could very legitimately and very briefly and succinctly say, well, the way I would put it is because religion minus grace equals captivity. Now that wouldn't give them the whole story, but it would be enough to make them go, well, that's interesting. Well, what, what do you mean by grace? Or why would you say that? And so, and if nothing else, it would at least warrant a conversation. 
Because it would be interesting enough to have, to have a person go, what is the deal with this? So today what I want to do is look at Galatians chapter 1. And I want to look at this one um, chapter that we're going to look at that really talks about why religion minus grace equals captivity and why that's so important. And I want to say, first of all, if you're a person here today who's maybe a little fuzzy on what Christianity is, you've come to the right place. If you're a person who's been trying so hard to please God and you feel like no matter what you do, he's not happy with you, then you've come to the right place. And if you feel like you're maybe at a place in your life where you just beat up and you walked in here and no one knows what's really going on inside your heart, but you've got this wrestling with guilt and with shame and with trying to figure out where you fit in this world, and trying to even understand God's love, then you've come to the right place. See, because this letter in Galatians was written to a bunch of people who had a very you know, young church. And it was in an area of Galatia, and um, in kind of modern day Turkey. And there was at several churches in the area. And when they started out, they started out believing this very concept. In fact, the reason they got attracted to Christianity was because they believed that religion minus grace equals captivity. And it was liberating for them. It was like an amazing thing. Like, wait a second, I don't have to bow down and worship these gods. I don't have to do all these sacrifices. I don't have to do all these things and then never really actually be confident if God is happy with me or if the gods are happy with me. But I actually get God's favor for just the fact that I believe in him. Him, and I can come to him as I am. And this was a revolutionary concept. They hadn't ever really understood this before. And so people were flocking to this early church and it had life. And they believed that, yes, they were sinners, but that they didn't need to be punished for their sins because Jesus has been punished in their place. And it allowed them to walk free and to live under the authority of God who no longer holds them responsible for their lying and their stealing and their murder and their immorality, but they're set free from all of that. And it was like this powerful thing, right? And everything, you know, was going on great. Now, they weren't people that fooled themselves into thinking that, you know, what they did wasn't really wrong. In fact, you know, we live in a culture today where people say, well, I'm basically good. I'm basically a good person. You've heard that, right? I'm basically born good. And they didn't believe that. In fact, as the great theologian Bono from U2, he captures it best when he actually says this. He says, I'd be in big trouble if karma was going to finally be my judge. I'd be in deep doo-doo. It doesn't excuse my mistakes, but I'm holding out for grace. I'm holding out that Jesus took my sins onto the cross because I know who I am, and I hope I don't have to depend on my own religiosity. Now, I don't believe everything that Bono says, but he got that one right. It's like, whoa, dude, that's pretty good. But see, grace is getting what you don't deserve. And if you get something that you don't deserve, it really radically transforms your life. I mean, if you get something you don't deserve, you live in a state of gratitude and wonder and awe and worship that is hopefully sustained throughout your life as you revisit it over and over again. But here's the problem. There were certain people who had crept into the church and they were starting to give a little bit of a different message. And they were saying, look, okay, yes, of course God forgives you, but you got to uphold your end of the bargain too. You got to pull your way. I mean, God isn't just going to give you something for nothing, right? I mean, isn't it the whole, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is? And they're like, oh, maybe so. 
And so the way this would show up is you'd have all of these, um, Jew, they had mostly Jewish guys, and they were known as Judaizers, who were from a Jewish background, who had converted to Christianity to a degree, but they brought in all of their Jewish customs and, and everything else and the, the law in with them into the church. And the non-Jewish guys were showing up to the church as well. And they were like blown away by grace. And so the Judaizers were coming in and saying, you know, hey, um, Bill, it's great that you've surrendered your life to the Messiah. You found the true Messiah. That's great. But, you know, if you really want to be in the club, you're going to have to do a few extra things. And Bill's like, well, what do I have to do? And most specifically, they said, well, Bill, you know, um, you got a little extra piece of skin on your body you're going to have to get rid of. And he's like, where? I don't, I don't have any. Hands. Right there, buddy. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, what? And, and, and it was the rite of circumcision, Right? And then it's okay, you know, come on, look, here, we'll give, you a, we'll give you a little Swiss Army knife, you know, some peroxide, take a week off work, you'll be fine, right? And Bill's like, hey, I didn't sign up for this, man, you know? And they're like, look, you're going to have to do this no matter which way you slice it. Um, 